0: Good afternoon, Woke fam, it's Scott here from Woke Societies. Today, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi's statements and how she was, quote, unquote, set up By the hair salon, she was caught not wearing a mask in. Ted Wheeler is also moving out of his apartment because how bad the vandalism is. The possible new Portland mayor says she is 100% all Antifa. Can you guys hear the bells of communism ringing on the West Coast? We are also going to hear Bill Barr torch whoop blitzer on CNN, and we're going to cover the most recent Q drops today. But first, let's just hear a word from our sponsor.
1: Please join pill.net today, a free uncensored platform for sharing topics and truth. Please check out our new live streaming feature. It is dynamic, powerful, and comparable to Twitch and YouTube. Use the hot filter to check out what's hot right now on PILD.net. Alternatively, you can use the images and videos filter to check out just straight media. At Pill.net, you can use hashtags to categorize your topics, such as hashtag kids' Lives matter which is a movement anyone can support. Use our commenting system to let others know your thoughts and opinions on their posts. With our top Creation Tool, you can dynamically create topics with as many links or media as you'd like, and then embed them directly into your post. Or you can go live and tell the world exactly what you want to tell them without the fear of being censored or banned. Join the fight for your freedom of speech today at pill.net.
2: For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring your thoughts to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning patriots And now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up your eyes and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking Glass, The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. We're doing the show. Severa non on the mic, so come on enjoy the flow. The wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today on the Woke Society's podcast slash YouTube channel. My name's Scott, the creator of the channel, and we're going to be covering lots of news today, as we always do. Um, But yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi to start off the episode because the whole entire point of this episode is to show everybody, if they haven't realized by now, this entire pandemic has been nothing but about power and class. And that was, how could it be not better to be displayed than this video of Nancy Pelosi didn't call on video, but we're going to cover so much more today. We have a lot to talk about as we always do. So thank you guys for joining and check out my sponsor pill.net and make a free account. That would be fantastic. They've been blowing up and we're getting more and more people over there. We are carving a path to a censorship free platform and it's going absolutely great. So right off on the top of the episode, let's start off, start off hot and heavy. Nancy Pelosi finally crawled out of whatever hole she came out of and responded to this video that everyone saw a couple days ago of her coming out in the salon, which is supposed to be already closed, by the way. She was walking around the salon with no mask, and there was absolute outrage. Um, Not anybody on the left side, of course, because she's one of their own, but outrage from everyone that isn't a full-blown liberal and just a normal human being that their lives have been put on hold, seeing the upper class as usual not following the rules, while the peasants, people like me and you, Still living under a lockdown situation, but you know, the people that have the power, that have the money, they can do whatever the hell they want. So instead of taking responsibility for all this, do you know what she does? She blames the spa place wherever she got her her, her hair did, her blowout, as they're calling it. She blames them and caught and says it was the entire thing was a setup. And if you think I'm lying, I'm not. She came out and spoke about this. Publicly, just yesterday. Let's hear. Let's hear right from her right now. Here we go.
3: I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years, many times, and that um, when they said, what well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time," and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it wasn't set up. So I take responsibility. For falling for a setup. And that's all I'm
0: going to say on that. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. The funny thing is, we're going to hear from the salon owner because she's the one that ultimately um, leaked out this video. She was saying that the county, this the the, the district where this happened is is Nancy Pelosi's own district. And the worst part about it is they haven't opened yet for, for any of these uh, spas to be open in the first place. So right off the bat, none of this makes sense when she's talking about this whole entire thing was a setup and it's for one-on-one people, one-on-one person interactions only. Which isn't true because out in California, there's people doing haircuts and spa, and spa things out in parking lots with more than one, one person at a time. So she's caught lying and she looks so much worse by saying... This entire thing was a setup. She doesn't take even if it was a setup, Nancy. Even if it was and that was true, you still weren't wearing a mask. Was the setup part of of? Did they take your mask and throw it out the window as soon as you walked in? You just had nothing left. You couldn't pull up your arm or anything. It doesn't, it's all a lie and it makes no sense but I found a better video of what she should have came out and looked like and to explain all this because it would have made me feel a lot better, I'm sure it would have made the country feel a lot better if she actually came out in true form which is this right here. Take a watch.
3: He just would not accept the science, the science, the science. The science that says you must test, tra- trace, treat, you must wear your mask, you must have sanitation, you must have social distancing. What's, what, bigger sign of disdain and defiance of science could the president have had, but to have all those people gathered on the White House lawn, sitting next to each other, no social distancing, rarely anyone with a mask, than to say, as a very bad example to the country, it's okay to do this. Mm -hmm. He just (laughs) would not accept
0: (laughs) Oh, the, uh, the fizzing in the background of the wine bottle popping open, made that video, but isn't it so true? Isn't it so true? And this, this more than anything, just, just, it just shows the complete picture of what 2020 has been like since this entire thing has started. And it's been, it's been a really just shitty year in some ways and some really, and in some ways it's been a really good year personally as a blessing. Um, but For most of the people in the country, a lot of people are suffering still and their businesses and lives have been ruined for sure by now because we're into the six month and on now. And for most businesses of doing no business and the people that work for them, the employees are gone most likely and there's no business to go back to. And in certain areas in some cities, your business doesn't even exist because it was burned down. It's just really hard to, to watch someone, especially this is just as bad as Cuomo for me in New York, living in California, listening to these people. And you wonder how normal people haven't risen up and gone out to their to their leaders and made a huge, a huge stink about this, especially this this situation happening right now. It just blows my mind. But it was really cool to hear from the actual spa owner. Who had the video and released it because she was ravaged, absolutely ravaged by this. And Tucker Carlson gave her a platform to talk about and give her side of the story into what happened. So I'm going to play just a piece of it because this owner, obviously, she doesn't do interviews very well. It was hard for me to watch. It was a very boring interview, to be completely honest. Um, So I just got the one clip I want you guys to see out of the five minutes, the one minute out of the five minute interview that I have here. This is from The Daily Caller. And one of the quotes here is if she is in there comfortably without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? And this is the this is the actual conversation we're going to start here. Take a watch. No, it's I mean, it's, it's too long. Uh, yeah. So your business has been destroyed by this. How yeah. do you
2: how do you feel about seeing the most powerful woman in America come into your salon in violation of the rules she supports, get caught and then blame you for it? To be honest, it was more hurtful. Um, she's been coming in for quite a while and just to see her come in and especially not wearing the mask. That's what really got to me. But you know, this isn't even political. I mean, she's been coming in there. It's the fact that she actually came in and didn't have a mask on. And I just thought about, you know, my staff and people not being able to work and make money and provide for their families. And if she's in there comfortably, Without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? Why am I not able to have clients come in? So it's been it's been hard. You're you're not making a political point. You're, You're making a human point rooted in common sense. And what do you think? I don't know what the answer is. What do you think the
0: answer is? Why can't if Nancy Pelosi feels comfortable using your salon, why can't civilians use it? And she, she doesn't really give a great answer. She gives a vanilla answer. She pretty much just says, I don't know. We all know the answer. And the thing about this interview was you could tell she wasn't very political. She wasn't railing about how much she loves Trump or anything like that. This was just a – it seemed like a normal human being, a normal business owner saying, hey, I run a, I run a business. I have employees. The My own employees' lives have been ruined. My business is going to probably be ruined. It's definitely ruined now because she goes on to talk about the Yelp reviews. Um, she's received death threats from people that she's never talked to she's been she hasn't had any problems until this happened and all of a sudden the the mob out there wants to cancel her business and she goes on to say yeah we're i'm pretty much done out here and she's been out there for years apparently serving her community providing jobs and giving services to the community obviously and she says Nancy's been coming here for a while now and she's pretty much saying the ball's on her to come in here um to do it When we're supposed to be closed, one, you're already here. Your assistant booked something and pretty much said, hey, this is Nancy Pelosi's rep. She wants a haircut from you. Can you guys open? I don't know if that was the conversation, but we can assume how the conversation went. Nancy Pelosi, as disgusting of a human being she is, she does carry a lot of weight behind her name, and she's a pretty powerful woman, as much as that kills me to say, knowing what she stands for. So this happened and her business essentially got canceled because of this. And she's received, like I said, death threats, terrible Yelp reviews, just Twitter, everything you could possibly imagine coming from the mob because of this, because the mob is now saying she threw Nancy under the bus. And they said, why was she filming there? And she goes on to say in the interview that she's had the camera in there for five years for obvious survey for security reasons. Anyways, she wasn't just waiting for Nancy to come in there. Flip the camera on and turn it off, then uh, throw the video out to the wolves and let the media absolutely have, have at it. That's not what happened at all here. So it was just really funny to see this happen and carry out full-time. and to hear Nancy's excuse of this whole entire thing was a setup. These people think we're so dumb, and it's really hard to uh, it's hard to, uh, to, to report on this stuff on a daily basis as much as we do, but we have to do it. We have to do it because no one else is going to. So sticking on the West Coast, because it's such a cesspool out there, not that the East Coast over here in New York is any better. We're going to get to New York as well in this episode. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler moving to avoid riders targeting his home. This is from the New York Post. The Democrat mayor of Portland, Oregon, is moving from his $840,000 condo to avoid riders. I love how they include the amount of the condo there. To avoid riders who have repeatedly targeted the building, according to a report, Ted Wheeler wrote to neighbors in his building to say it would be best for me and for everyone else's safety and peace for him to move from the building that riders tried to torch on his 50th birthday. What a great birthday, Ted. You absolutely deserved it. I want to express my sincere apologies for the damage to her home and the fear that you are experiencing due to my position. Wheeler reportedly wrote, according to a screenshot of his email, and I think I have the email right here. Yes, this was it. And he just goes on to say, I want to express my sincere apologies. This is from Andy No, uh, The police are taking your safety concerns seriously. I love how he talks about the police are taking your safety concerns seriously. The same police, Ted, that you want to get rid of or at least to fund. On Thursday at 5 p.m., I'll be meeting with residents, resident staff and police to come up with uh, to address their concerns. And, you know, it's just a really, really sad, pathetic look. For this, for Ted, anyways, especially with the with the letter that he wrote to uh, Trump talking about that he didn't want any of his assistance. And then the riders showed up at his condo, and now everything's cha- his, his tune's completely changing to all of this now. And it's just really, really sad to see. But the really alarming thing that I want to point out to you guys today is the possible successor to Ted Wheeler and her statements that she had come out and said as of yesterday. And this is from the Dan Bongino dot com blog here talking about this woman who may be portland's next mayor says i am antifa literally saying i am antifa and this is really important as far as a spiritual aspect and i'm going to get into this was a side note i was not planning on talking about this at all but when you say the words i am this is something that i use when i meditate and pray a lot Your words are so important and so powerful. When you say something like I am, you're embracing whatever that next word is. You're embracing that. That is what it is. And you're manifesting that. You are literally speaking those words into existence. It's why prayer is so powerful. But so when I read this, when I read this article, she says, I am Antifa. She is saying she is embracing what Antifa is and it's full out communism. And this is what she looks like. She looks like the mother of all these soy boys. Don't they all just look alike? It's so creepy. But Portland, Portland's current mayor, Ted Wheeler, has done next to nothing as writers have ravaged his city. He's even publicly declared that he's projected federal assistance, which we did see. Despite this, Wheeler faces daily calls to resign from the very riders he appears to support. Wheeler could very well lose his position as mayor in the election this year, and his replacement could actually be worse. This is from the Daily Caller. Left-wing activist Sarah Inanarone will face incumbent Democratic Mayor Ted Wheeler in a runoff election on November third, after neither candidate received a majority of votes in the first round of voting. Wheeler beat in and in- in- I don't know her last name Inanarone. Not her own in the first round of voting, but has faced criticism both sides of the political spectrum over his handling of the city's nightly unrest. And she says her platform includes a housing for all. Oh, you gotta love that. Gotta love that. Sounds like a sanctuary city to me. Plank, and pledged to slash the city's police funding, identified herself as a member of the Antifa movement in a January 2019 tweet. To those who say Antifa are violent thugs, I am not a violent thug, and I am Antifa, she wrote. I am Antifa because the Red Hats are coming after brown and black people, after Jews, after queer and trans people, and more. They are coming after our democracy, she added. And this is something to point out because I don't think people really realize why these people, how can they go out and do these things and be so motivated? Bef, be, besides the financial backing and the organization they have from outside people that that are pulling strings as well, people need to realize you guys need to realize they antifa, these these kids, a lot of them are kids, but some of them aren't. They really believe Trump's a fascist and that he is bringing he is bringing fascism back himself and creating an army to take out antifa and all these and all these other people and they really they truly believe this we saw it when the trump supporter got got assassinated on the on the sidewalks in portland for just wearing something to support the president assassinated for it people ask why how are they doing this it is propaganda and this is communism it's straight communism And once that poison is in their system, it is almost impossible to get it out. And we're seeing this happen and play out right now. And when you're seeing rhetoric like this, I am Antifa because the Red Hats are coming after brown and black people, after Jews, after queer and trans people and more. They truly believe that, ladies and gentlemen. this is why it's a serious threat and why they were labeled what that what antifa was labeled a terrorist organization that's not an exaggeration this is straight up indoctrination of younger people especially and that once that indoctrination happens it's hard to get it out of them and it turns into a very very dangerous situation but on the other side of it we've heard reports of these people of how violent they are how how brass they are when they're in front of police and especially when they see police they get ult- they get really triggered they get really triggered but i found this story on the blaze which i thought was really funny which is going to lead me to my next point antifa commander cried in fetal position after being caught with flamethrower smoke grenades on way to protest matthew banta was previously arrested and posted bond after allegedly pointing loaded rifle at cop a wisconsin man was caught with a flamethrower smoke grenades and fireworks while heading towards a protest in Green Bay over the weekend. He's 23. Matthew Banta is charged with obstructing an an officer and two counts of felony bail jumping the station reported. He's also known to be a violent Antifa member who incites violence in otherwise relatively peaceful protests. Okay. Believe it or not, Banta is also known as Commander Red, (laughs) police told the station. And I'm not sure why, uh, the rest of the article is not loading here, but I'll refresh it. Let's see what have. There we go. So Green Bay police told WBA a Y. They were called for a whole bunch of white people with sticks, baseball bats, and helmets headed towards. <laughs> I don't know why it's doing this right now. It's got to be something with an ad. But pretty much the article goes on to say that Commander Red here, after he was put down by the police, ended up in a fetal position, fetal position crying. And I've heard reports. I also saw this on the tin pool podcast yesterday. Um, He, one of the reporters that he was interviewing is on the ground and he has boots on the ground in these, in these cities. And he noticed, and he sees a lot when these kids actually get arrested and they're, they're in the jails. They are like school children, church children, very respective, not yelling and screaming. They're usually crying. They're very upset. And as soon as they're let out, they're they're like they're like good church boys and girls saying we won't do this again but you won't ever see that in the mainstream media and it's just funny how these people are labeled like commander red here walking around with flamethrowers and fireworks and smoke grenades but as soon as the police get hands on him, he hands up in a fetal position crying crying to whoever crying to his soy gods I don't, I don't really know but this is it's just funny to see this because the way they're painted in the media They're definitely dangerous, but you never see the other side of it once they actually go inside the jails, which is just really funny. But what's not funny is what is actually going on in Oregon, um, because now I like I've been talking about of nowhere. They have been they're now taking a stance against these protesters and riders. And this news out here that came out from Andy No was very, very interesting um, they're talking about the Oregon State Troopers have been cross-deputized by U.S. Marshals. This means the riders arrested by OSP may be subject to federal charges rather than state charges that are automatically not pursued, not, not, not pursued by uh, the DA here, Mike Schmidt. And we were talking about yesterday on the show, and I met the show as well that these people aren't being prosecuted once they go into jail. They're, they spend a couple hours inside the police precinct and they're let right back out because no one's being held accountable. And the reason why the neighboring sheriff's departments in this in Oregon here, they're not helping because they literally said, we are not going to send extra troops because that's not going to be the problem. We can send as many troops as you want. It's still not going to fix the problem because no one is being held accountable. The people that are causing the crimes are not being held accountable. Well, now that the state troopers are being deputized by U.S marshals, that upgrades them to a federal agent. Now once anything happens to a federal agent, any act of violence, any arrest that happens, those are federal charges now and they stick and they have to be prosecuted. They're not going to be able to get skate by by a, a state, a state uh, DA like this Mike Schmidt here who I don't know much about, but would it really surprise you if you find out that he's not really letting, letting anyone uh, t- charge anybody for any of these crimes. And the only way this is going to get changed, and the only way this stuff is going to come to light, is that there is investigations done about this, and I'm sure they're coming. If not, they already started. But things are ramping up now, and it's great to see that or that you know, Portland's may actually be doing something to actually stop these riots from continuing. And we'll have to see what happens. So I want to shift gears here to uh, the the Bill Barr interview that happened on CNN yesterday um, at five o'clock Eastern. He was on with Wolf Blitzer. And there's just one excerpt here I want to show you guys. It's it's two minutes long, but it's totally worth it. And he's talking about the mail-in ballots. And again, hearing Bill Barr actually speak his mind and talk about this hearing his knowledge and his attitude and the way his, his bravado, he has a swag about him. This logical swag about him—I can't—I don't know how else to ex- describe it. And you—you you, most of you already know this already. But I'm going to play the clip here where he's talking about mail-in ballots here with uh, with with Wolf Blitzer here, and he absolutely destroys him. And I absolutely loved it. And this is why I tweeted it out and why we're talking about right now. So we're going to watch this. Here we go. And
4: hey, this is what he said. So let them send them. So let them send it in these the, the vote the uh, email the the, the the voting by mail and let them go vote the ballot. Let them send in the ballot and then let them go vote. And if the system is as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. Uh, It sounds like he's encouraging people to break the law and try to vote
2: twice. Well, I I don't know exactly what he was saying, but it seems to me what he's saying is he's trying to make the point that uh, the ability to monitor this system is is, is not good. And, And if it was so good, if you tried to vote a second time, you would be caught. If you voted in person, that that would be illegal
4: if they did that. If somebody mailed in a ballot and then actually showed up uh, to vote in person, uh,
2: that would be illegal. I don't know what the law in the particular state says. You can't vote twice. Well, I don't know what the law in the particular state says. And when that vote becomes final, any state that says you can vote twice. Well, there's some, you know, maybe that you can change your vote up to a particular time. I don't know what the law That's is, so not I'm not going to offer saying.
4: He was saying test the well, system, you know. Well, he if doesn't you know believe, what he's saying. Why are you asking me the, what he's saying? He doesn't believe in the mail in voting. You're, you're the Attorney General of the United why States. Why does Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he said uh, if you expand mail in voting, this is the president. This is, you, you know, th- it's th- reckless. Well,
2: this is a, you know, sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem. Which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. And since then, and, there and have been until a lot this administration. No, it's haven't proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since, this, yeah. since that time, there have been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected from people who could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. Okay, because that kind of thing
0: happens with mail in ballots. Honey Badger got the wolf there. Honey Badger got the wolf, and I love when he said, can you please just let me talk? He says, yeah, yeah, please, please. The thing is that I love about Bill Barr, and it's kind of the same attitude with me when when I come across problems in my personal life. What are, where is the fundamental problem? Get rid of all the BS. Get rid of all the nonsense that's surrounding it. Get to the crux of the problem. What is the fundamental problem, and let's fix that. And he throws it right out there back in 2009, literally saying, talking about how it was, it was Back in 2009, it was, it was suggested that mail-in fraud is mail-in ballot. It is mail-in fraud. Mail-in ballots are completely fraudulent, and that narrative has not changed until this administration took office. I never heard of, any ish, of anything going on mail-in ballots back in the day when, when Obama was in office. And remember, I voted for Obama as well. I didn't hear anything about mail-in ballots being a problem or any of these other things. Apparently, they were. But it was never an issue that was in the forefront of of the mainstream media. Even if you don't follow these things, you do hear inklings of them. It's almost impossible because of the culture we live in now because pop culture at this point is essentially dead. This new culture, whatever you want to call this culture that we're in right now, it is taking over everything. It is taking over everything. But Barr asked him a simple question. If you know what he's saying, why are you asking me what he's saying in regards to the president? And he absolutely tortures him, and I just love Bill Barr's take on and his approach to everything. How he gets to, right to the crux of the problem, and just calls it out. And when he's, he's like, when he's able to talk, he just he it, he lays it right out. It's very easy to follow. Common sense, logical. This isn't political. This is just common sense. And the media and these people have warped so many things and twisted so many things that just does not need to be twisted. And they turned it into this monster of what it's created. So I love seeing uh, Barr talk in general and seeing him torch any CNN uh, talking head. Got to love it. Got to love it. But another governor here that we're going to talk about right here, my own governor out here in New York. He, he has been in the spotlight and for good reason. And he said something yesterday that, you know, kind of t- – kind of blew me away. He says, Governor Cuomo says Trump had better have an army to protect him if he decides to come to New York City. And this, to me, sounds like a threat in a certain way. But what is he talking about? New York Governor Andrew Cuomo on Wednesday all but threatened President Trump's safety if he returns to New York City in a rant responding to an exclusive story by the Post that Trump is looking to pull federal funds from lawless cities, including New York. Cuomo called an emergency press briefing within a half hour on Wednesday night to tear into Trump for the order which cites New York's rising murder rate and defunding of the NYPD. He better have an army if he thinks he's going to walk down the street in New York. New Yorkers don't want to have anything to do with him, which is completely ridiculous, the Democrat said, all but threatening the commander in chief. But Cuomo, who, like Trump, hails from Queens, wasn't done. He can't have enough bodyguards to walk through New York City. People don't want to have anything to do with him. And this is news from Trump. If you guys didn't hear this, Trump is going, he's not going to be funding. The, all these democratic cities are asking for funding right now for to repair the destruction that has happened. And Trump is making it so they can't. And a lot, some people have a problem with it. I have no issue with it. Why do you want, why would you want to spend your life with you and your family living under rule of people like Cuomo And any of these in in Portland, they don't care about you. They they don't care about your business. Why would you want them to fund them when they allowed it to happen? And this is what Cuomo is talking about. He can't have enough bodyguards to walk through New York City. People don't want anything to do with them. That's funny, Cuomo, because there's no one left in your city that would give a shit. Because they all moved out. They're all up here where I live. They're all buying the real estate up here because no one wants to live in the city anymore. It's a cesspool. A complete cesspool. And Trump had a response to it today. New York Governor Cuomo should get his puppet New York prosecutors who have been illegally after me and my family for years to investigate his incompetent handling of the China virus and all the deaths caused by this incompetence. It is at minimum of nursing home scandal 11,000 dead. And that number, we're still waiting to hear that number, but the worst part about this is this other New York Post article is talking about Cuomo pretty much stonewalling and hiding the information about the the nursing home deaths. And this came out yesterday in the government, AG AG Bar is going after him and putting pressure on Cuomo to get these documents. A government watchdog group is accusing uh, Cuomo's administration of sitting on data that would provide the full death tally of nursing home residents from the coronavirus. The Empire Center for the Public City accuses the state health department of stalling on compliance with the freedom of information law request seeking this information. Currently, New York's tally of nursing home fatalities only counts those residents who who died or presumed to have died from COVID-19 inside those facilities. In response to a letter sent to him and on Monday, the department said it cannot yet fulfill that request because a diligent search for the relevant documents is still being con- conducted, which means we don't know what happened to <laughs> the documents. These really super important documents with all the numbers, you know, that were telling the death of human beings. We can't find it. But we're diligently searching. It's coming. It's coming. Cuomo has been around, he's been the governor of this city for a very, of uh, New York for a very long time. If he survives this, there's no hope. There's no hope from New York. I don't know how he's going to get out from under this once the uh, the news breaks, th- uh, comes to light. Because it's going to be very bad. And if you thought, if you thought New York City was what it was, this video might change your mind. Take a watch. This was, this was in New York City. I don't know what the, what, uh what, which part of the city it was, but either way, it looks like a complete shithole.
4: voice yo look at this shit oh my god wow
0: yo now you got issues if you if you got a rolls royce and you're stealing tvs you got problems man you got problems now um i think this video was from the beginning of when the uh when the ride started, it looked very familiar to me. But either way, um, when I saw the, uh, the city in the, in the shape that it was in, when I was still working, it looked just like this. It wasn't at night, so there wasn't as many people looting, but it looked it looked like a war zone. It looked like a war zone. And the funny part is, living in New York this, this, this whole time, Cuomo's state trooper detail, and everyone knows this, his personal state trooper detail, they hate him. And most state troopers that I've come in contact with throughout the years, they can't stand him. So to have him sit there and pretend like you come to New York and there's going to be like a line of people that just they hate you. You're going to need thousands of people to protect you on these streets. Dude, go F yourself. Go F yourself. And I'm, I'm censoring myself right now, but that's 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 how I feel about it. Go F yourself, Cuomo. He has been. He is part of this whole entire these puppet these puppet mat this puppet master with all the Dems. He is just one of the four, especially with the nursing home deaths. So really, really disgusting. But want to transition here before one more time before we get into the queue uh, the few queue drops that came out yesterday. Talking about Facebook here. And it just blows my mind when Zuckerberg went in front of Congress again, saying they're not going to be the arbiters of truth. But yet here we are, example number 587 of how they are being the arbiters of truth. This is from ABC News. This just came out uh, today. Facebook moves to target misinformation before election. With just two months until the U.S. election, Facebook says it is taking additional steps besides censoring and banning Patriots accounts and their personal profiles like like they did to me. Facebook is trying just two months before the U.S. election to better police political misinformation on its platform. The company said Thursday it'll restrict new political ads in the week before the election. I just want to note here, they specifically said new political ads. Keep that in mind. This election is not going to be a business as usual. We will have a responsibility to protect our democracy, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in a post on Thursday. That means helping people register and vote, clearing up confusion about how this election will work, and taking steps to reduce the chances of violence and unrest. Now, this last part I highlighted here. Facebook has long been criticized for not fact-checking political ads or limiting how they can be targeted at small groups of people. There is somebody that you guys may have heard of. They had a particular issue back in January about Facebook and Zuckerberg, and specifically political ads that were not agreed upon. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, if you guys know who this person is, you might not, you might know him as George Soros. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, this is the Business Insider here with the sauce. George Soros says Mark Zuckerberg should not be left in control of. Facebook And Soros argued that Facebook's policy decisions on political advertising were benefiting benefiting President Donald Trump and that the interests of Trump and the 35-year-old billionaire CEO are aligned. Zuckerberg and Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg must relinquish control of Facebook, Soros said, suggesting they must be forced to if necessary. Completely forced, Soros has no problem by taking force and taking Zuckerberg out of his company. But the problem was he had an issue with political advertising. Let's go back. Facebook has long been criticized for not fact-checking political ads. That was back in January. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we are now going to be making sure that political ads are being fact-checked and they're being checked now. And let me just see here. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. There it is. Right here. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, we have all the responsibility to protect our democracy. That means helping people register and vote, clearing up confusion about how this election will work, and taking steps to reduce the chances of violence and unrest. And the worst part about this is Facebook is not allowing any political ads at all run the week before the election. And you want to talk about political interference. You want to talk about Russia. It blows my mind, blows my mind. This is what we got. This is what we got here. So if you guys are still on Facebook, understand why you got family on there. Get rid of them as soon as you can. There are better platforms being built right now. I can tell you that you won't have to worry about losing all this stuff and you can speak your mind because Facebook has proven time and time again, they will lie to Congress's face. They will lie to your face and just like the communists that they all are and, and, and out in silicon valley they are going to censor you because you do not agree with their narrative and that's just that's just the case that's just the case so before we get into the queue drops let's slip in here sleepy joke here cuz he always has to make an appearance because he is now out of the basement and giving us fantastic sound clips as always so take a watch and laugh before we drop into the queue and stop your boast about Never
4: being seemed at what you, you you can do anything. you you, you always talk about your ability to negotiate, negotiate a deal, a deal for somebody other than yourself. Now I'm happy to, uh, take questions you may have. I guess staff's going to call on whoever follow
0: fire away. That last sigh, the. He just sounds like a tired, confused old man. And it's really hard to see, but can't wait for November 3rd. Can you guys? I can't. Let's drop into Q here, shall we? So where I want to start off here, we were not expecting Q to be dropping like this because they haven't, um, they've been dropping like once in a while, but they went on a little spree yesterday, 4629, talking about example of corrupt and controlled mainstream media outlet. This is a, a screenshot from the USA Today, and we can see here right on the front page how QAnon is radicalizing Americans, and Q says corrupt, controlled enemies of the Republic, and it's just funny when I read things like that because I lived through the times of you know 9/11, the uh, weapons of mass destruction, and these words radicalizing and you know the terrorists over in the Middle East, the Taliban, words like radicalizing were always associated with these terrorist groups. And now they're talking about QAnon and mentioning them in the same breath. But it's funny. Um, And you guys can ask this question of yourselves, too. Have you ever gone out and recruited QAnon followers? Because I haven't. I've never gone out, set up a table and put a sign up sheet, ask for your personal information to personally radicalize people into this supposed cult that we all believe in, which is a complete joke but you just got you just got to look at the uh, the wording they use and it's so it's so pathetic and desperate. He was just pointing this out enemies of the republic and that's exactly what we're defending here. Very straightforward post. Now, the rest of them here for the most part 4630, 4631, the title is how blackmail is used to control Washington DC part 1 and this is essentially I'm not going to read all these. This is a list of Democrat Democrats and Republicans doing crimes against children, and we don't have to get into the specifics of what that means. But they go on into two other drops here, 32 and 33, listing name upon name upon name upon name. And the central theme, obviously, is crimes against children. And somebody on Twitter was actually – I saw this floating around. This list – because when we were thinking, like, did you really go through this list and research this out – Um, We found the list here from USA Really, and it's a list of all politicians charged or convicted of sex crimes against minors. And literally, this was copy-pasted, looks like word for word, and the entire list is right here. And it's a long list, but the the thing I wanted to point out is this is from July of 2019. So, knowing this now and seeing how big the list was from back then, we're not even in 2020— and we know, especially with cybercrime and all, the, uh, all, all the, um, the, the pedo takedowns that we've seen, of because of COVID, with being, on, being online so much, kids are getting targeted more. So I can't even imagine, can't even imagine what that list looks like now. But the common theme as well is that these are the elected leaders, the people that are making the decisions. These are the ones that are all participating in these crimes against children. Common theme here, but you know we're all the uh, we're all the conspiracy theorists out here. And the last thing that Q dropped um, at yesterday forty six thirty four. Why did it take a political outsider to finally, and the finally is in the kill in the kill box, comfort uh, confront China? And it's a very straightforward answer. A very straightforward question with a very straightforward answer. We elected Donald Trump, the the outsider to the DC swamp. Um, he came in with good intentions to bring America back and to make America first. And when you make America first, it's in con- it's directly contradicting what China wants and their infiltration. And up until Trump, we were just bowing down to China and bowing down to every other country, bleeding ourselves out and letting people le- letting the communists infiltrate our country. And Right now, Trump is the only person that is stopping this from happening. And again, very simple answer to a very simple question. I'm sure all of us can answer that. So that is the episode today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the Woke Societies podcast, as I always do on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I'm just pulling up here my stuff. Go check out my YouTube channel, once I pull it up here. Got my sponsor up, but I didn't have my own stuff up. Go to Woke Societies, like, share, subscribe, tell everyone in your family, we are the news now. Go to my Patreon here, where you can become a patron for my diehard fans. And of course, when you guys go to my store, all my merchandise is in there. And when you go to here by Sort By from New to Old Products, I have all of the new products here and they absolutely look amazing. The Where We Go One Hoodie, T-shirt, V-neck, and hooded tea all looking fine as hell and the fake news network mug and the where we go one we go all and punisher 32 ounce yeti style water bottles that my brother and bruce make in their two local shops here in new york and just go check it out you're supporting two local businesses here in new york and it helps the channel out tremendously and allows me to do this on a full-time basis so thank you guys all for the support check out pill.net a sensor-free social media platform also with live streaming now which is fantastic It's free. Go check them out. Get on the new wave of social media because we are cutting the ties with big tech right now in real time. So thank you guys for joining. Like, share, and subscribe. And and as I always say, stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke.